The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Mind Body Pause with Charlie Kale, holistic living for you and your animals. You found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place. This is Mind Body Pause on Empower Radio. Now, here's your host, fellow animal lover, Charlie Kale. Welcome to Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. Thank you for being here. This is show number 34, How to Know When It's That Time, with Val Hart, who has stayed with me again. Thank goodness. This is kind of an extension of our last show, show 33, Rising Out of Grief. I'm Charlie Kale, a broadcaster and Reiki master practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People and Pause. I do sessions in person and over the phone or on Skype because energy transcends space and time. And there's more of that at charliekale.com. I am also a dedicated dog and cat mom who has been mourning. And as we talked about in the last show, I lost two beloved Tonkinese, Marco and Kashi, within three months of each other. And I'm fortunate because they gave me the signs and they told me they were going to go and when it was time. So I really didn't have to question it. But oh boy, oh boy, we all still do. So here in your safe place to honor animals who have crossed over and who are with us is my guest again, who's an expert on grieving and known as the real life Dr. Doolittle and animal communicator and healer to the stars. She's founder of the Heart System for Solving Problems with Animals. She's a master healer, having studied all kinds of modalities with some of the world's best. She's a seasoned motivational and keynote speaker, columnist, best-selling author of Don't Screw Up Your Dog, and featured expert in national magazines and television. Welcome back, and thank you for staying with me, Val Hart. Awesome, Charlie. I'm delighted to be here, and I want to thank everybody for loving animals. You know, I think we make the world a better place. And I I don't know if you've heard this before, but I believe that animals are angels, they're teachers, they're guides, and they're healers. And when we learn to recognize and respect and revere them for who they truly are, then they make us better people. You know, I want to live. Yeah, and I want to live in a world, I don't know about you, I want to live in a world where everybody gets that, (laughs) and they get how sentient and intelligent and feeling and wise animals really are. Val, that is why I'm doing this show. This is a labor of love. At the moment, I yeah. don't have any sponsors. <laughs> I would like some so I can keep the show going. That is why. To to honor the people who do get it and, and do uh, love their animals and let their animals love them, but also so others can realize the amazing teachers that animals are. We have so much to learn from them. I mean, <laughs> they are the master teachers teachers. 
They are. They totally are. They're, you know, we're spiritual beings having a human experience, and they are spiritual beings having an animal experience. There's really no difference. And they're trying to improve our human experience, and so many of us won't let them. Uh, it's it's hard to get through. We humans are so dense. <laughs> Have <laughs> you noticed? Are. Holy cow. <laughs> we are. We really are. And, you know, God bless animals for their patience in not giving up and really trying hard. So yes, yes. Especially last... when they're trying to communicate with us and we're oh, so dense, we can't hear them. I hate I, that. No, I hate it, too. <laughs> well, and that's show. why I created the Heart School of Animal Communication, because people need to learn how to communicate. It's so easy once you, do, once you give it a try and open your mind to it and know the steps to take and know how, to, you know, how, it, how, it, how it works. Um, it's so easy. Um, do you mind if I do a shameless uh, self-promotion plug right quick? Go for it. <laughs> I just wanted to tell everybody, I have a free ebook on my website. It's Hidden Secrets to Communicating with Pets, and it, it's free. Uh, it go to learnhowtotalktoanimals.com and get your copy because it is a fabulous book. It will teach you how to send a message to animals in three easy steps, and that is so, so important. That's where it all starts. Okay. So, commercial. Yes. Excellent. No, <laughs> fantastic. Um, the last show, we talked about the seven stages of grief because I am still grieving over my last babies. But um, so I'll recap those really quickly. And then let's talk about some things about how to know it's time and how to hear when they're telling us these things. So yes. jump in if um, I'm getting any of these wrong, but the seven stages of grief are number one, shock and denial, numbed disbelief. And that shock provides emotional protection from feeling all the pain at once. Then you go into number two, pain and guilt. And you want to fully experience that pain and guilt. Don't suppress it. Don't drink that bottle of wine that's sitting in front of me at this moment. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I put it away from last night. (laughs) Don't don't suppress your emotions. Go ahead and feel your 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 stomach being gutted, your the pressure on your chest, your feet moving through wet cement. Feel the pain of it and then let go of that pain rock. Number three, anger and bargaining, lashing out. Then a fourth stage of grief, depression, reflection, and loneliness. Number five, you take an upward turn. Number six, you reconstruct your life and you start working through it. And number seven, stage of grief, you accept it. And it's just a beautiful part of your life and a beautiful lesson that you move through the rest of your life with. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So where do you think you are on in the seven stages, Charlie? With uh, a lot of- yeah. Looking through that bottle of that wine bottle. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think- bottle down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew better in my head. I knew better. So I did limit that and I knew I had to feel it. I fully, fully experienced the pain over and over and over. Um, and when the pain would come, I would I would just welcome it with open arms and I would let it move through me and I'd feel it. Um, yeah. I am trying to come out of stage four, the depression, the reflection and the loneliness. I am right. I am I'm in that and I feel like I'm sort of on the back end of that. Yes, I would say so, because part of you is starting to upward turn. Yes, it is. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so there, remember that we have an inner cast of characters. There's all kind of parts inside, you know, the wounded child. We have the skeptic, the judge. We've got the controller, the manipulator. We've got the, the social media, uh, social, you know, uh, expert uh, coaching us. We've got all kinds of inner parts. Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so, but part of you is moving forward. It's, it's, it gets it. And then there are some other parts of you, uh, more like wounded child, you know, the exiles, the, the parts of you that are stuck in the trauma, you know, and it's okay. It's okay. So, yeah. So, so it also helps to think to tell someone what you're feeling and where you got stuck. That's true. You know, what, what is it? What specifically, what piece of this story did you get stuck on? Ooh, that's true. And breathe through yeah. that so you can fully feel it and pull it out because that stuckness is stuck in your cells. Yes, and it's not from them. It has nothing to do with them. And in fact, Marco and Kashi Cat are looking at you going, come on, mom, good grief, you know. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, really, they're, they're like... Really? What are, you, what are you doing? We're we're great. We're fine. We're remember I told you that I'm here to help you with stuff, and and I'm having trouble getting through because you're not open. You're not right. present. You're stuck in the past, and they don't really understand that. I will tell you, um, when uh, animals pass, there is a grieving for other their companion animals as well. So animals also grieve. If we give them time and help prepare them, then they will grieve and then they let go and they move forward. This is true. Talk to yeah. them. This so, is so true. So how can we be more like our animals? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, really. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I know so, one of the questions that you had asked right. was, how do you know when they're telling us that it's time? Right. That's so hard for everyone I know. And you second guess yourself and you try to get confirmation from others, but they tell you. They do. So what, do. How, how can we know? Well, for me and my world with my clients and my students, what we do is, is we talk to them. We have a hard talk conversation. You know, they want to know what I always want to know anyway is have they completed their purpose here? Because that's a number one question that that's the one that tells us whether they feel free to graduate right, to move out of this body and move into what's next for them, the next chapter of their life's extraordinary journey, um, or if there's something that they're holding on to that, that has not happened yet, another gift they need to share or receive, or something else needs to happen before they're ready to transition. So that's, it's heart-to-heart conversation. Does that make sense? Yes. I hadn't thought about that part. Oh, yeah, I guess I had. I, you know, I, it's all, it all swims around and you forget different parts of things. I did have heart to heart conversations with, with each of the boys before they passed over. I don't think I specifically asked though, have they completed their purpose here yet? But I kind of, in the things they were telling me about what they were here to help me with, I kind of got that impression, but that's a great question to ask. Have they completed their purpose here yet? Yeah. Have you completed your purpose here? Do you have anything left that you still need to do or say or experience or something like that? Right. 
um, if they say yes or I'm, I'm almost finished, right, then you know that they're getting ready. They're in process. At that point, and what we can do is we can talk about, well, do you feel like you need help, you know, making a transition? Because, you know, we as humans and pet guardians and caretakers and hopefully their best friends, um, we, they may, I mean, how do I say this? They may want to go on their own. They may not want any kind of intervention. And that, that's entirely possible. On the other hand, when we describe and explain what euthanasia is, how it looks, how it feels, what to expect, we answer all their questions, they give us input as to whether they want to go to the vet or if they want the the vet to come here, which vet specifically would they feel better with, where do they want to be when they cross over, you know, all of those kinds of questions. When we answer those um, honestly, directly, you know, crying right. all the way is right. certainly possible. Um, you know, then they can tell us, it's like, okay, this is what I want. This is how I want it to be. And then we can say, so when do you think you would like to do this? When is the right time? Can you give us a cue or a signal? And that's when we come to an agreement. We can negotiate it uh, sometimes. Sometimes they know exactly what to do. Um, The cue or signal would be something rather unusual that they don't do all the time. So, for instance, one of my students, she had an elderly cat, very ill, who she thought was dying. And when we talked to the cat, cat's name was Casey, um, when we talked to Casey, she said, "I, I am, I'm getting ready to go, but I'm not ready yet. You know, so don't pull the plug on me yet. <laughs> she said, right. I'm not ready yet. She said, I still have some things to do. Um, and she, you know, uh, it, it was a really extraordinary because after that, uh, they, they took it a day at a time. And Casey would say, I want to go for a walk today. And I want to go that direction. And she would show her person something extraordinary over there. And then she would say, okay, I'm done. Carry me home. And that's what, and they would do that like every day and they would go places and do things together. And it was just an extraordinary gift. Um, And then the signal that Casey gave us was when I touch my human's paw with mine. So when my paw touches hers and I reach out and touch her hand, that's my signal. And that was something that Casey never did. She Mm. never, never done that. Um, And so this one morning, um, my my uh, uh, client woke up and Casey was panting and she looked at her and she said, you know, how are you doing today? And she, and Casey lurched up. She had a lot of trouble getting up and she marched over to my client and she deliberately slapped her paw on her hand <laughs> and then she laid down. Aww. And my, oh yeah, my client said, oh my God, uh, is today the day? And Casey looked at her, and she reached out, and she touched her paw again, like slapped slapped her hand with her paw again and looked at her. And she knew beyond a doubt today's the day, you know. So, yeah. But we had prepared them. what They knew they had a, their backup plan. They had their contingency plan. They knew my client knew exactly what to do. It's time to call the vet. This is what it's going to look like. This is what we're going to do. This is how it's going to be. And they moved through that process. And the whole thing, I mean, my my client was able to stay present with her while she transitioned to the other side. There was sadness, and yet, Charlie, there was joy. 
Right. There was a joyful lightness of being uh, that you can't even describe it. It's just so beautiful. Um, And then they communicated, you know, and they had a great time until Casey said, you know what, Mom, I think it's time for me to go back. I hear that they have a body ready for me. I'll see you soon. Right? So setting a cue and a signal and something you both agree on and answering their questions and, you know, and your questions too, because you have questions too, right? You, you have doubts and concerns and fears too. You have anxiety about it, right? So working through all of that is so important. The other thing I will tell you is, is that when we have this conversation with animals that seem to be on their death door, death's door, right? They're like Casey. Oh my God. I think, I, you know, I think she needs to, you know, I think this is too much. Um, when we have those conversations, a lot of times the animals turn around and it's like they have this miraculous recovery. And I have always been, it's just an extraordinary phenomenon. I always ask them, it's like, what happened? We thought you were on your way out. And they said, yeah, but I just wanted to get my mom or my dad. Uh, I was dragging them, kicking and screaming to face their fears of death. And that's my gift to them. Uh, I really am not ready to go yet, but I need my humans to start dealing with their fear of death. Oh, oh, yeah, right? And so once they got it and we worked through what came up for them and their fears and their dreads and their you know, anticipation and, and all of those things that come up, they're so normal, so uh, part of the process. Um, and once they got the gift, their, their animal was free to recover and go on and, and do what else they were here to do, what happens That's... so often. Right. That's funny because both uh, Marco and Kashi knew I'm I'm not at all afraid to die. They knew um, they were trying to get me through my fear of living because especially Kashi, he's very hard headed and stubborn and 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 Mr. Tenacious. He I mean, even when he had a. parts of his back legs paralyzed he wasn't going to let anything stop him from getting somewhere he wanted to get and he was clearly showing me you know don't let things stop me don't let my fears stop me and uh, go barrel through life if I need to he was wonderful about that what an extraordinary gift Charlie and so here you are in the grief process May I offer an insight? Absolutely. So this is a piece of your fear of living. So you've been through the trauma of losing them, right, of of their, their transition. And so in some ways, I'm betting that there's a piece of you that would rather stay here stuck in the grief and the sadness and not move forward because it's connected to your fear of living. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Right. right. And so when that piece is really heard and really acknowledged, that shadow self, right? The right. inner wounded parts that are terrified, you know, in fear, whatever that is, um, when they get that, this one of, I, I was going to say a final gift from Kashi, but it's not final, um, <laughs> not even close. Not even close. Uh, but when you really get that, that will be another piece of the gift. Yes. What he's yes. been mirroring and acting out for you. 
Yes, he has been. And I, I did recognize that. And I used to tell him to thank you. I would thank him for reminding me to not give up, but plow through, um, keep going, find that joy of life. Yeah. 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 They know, they know that I was more worried about being left behind. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the hard part about the survivor. You know, the survivor is being left behind. It's easier when you're the one crossing and having, having been intimately connected with animals who have crossed over and people too, reconnecting on the other side. It, I have to tell you that when they go through, right, when they go through and pop out of their body, oh, my God, easy, delightful, joyful, right. exuberant. <laughs> um, oh, my God, it's the ones left, us, us that are left, that are stuck in our sadness and our guilt and our pain process, right? Um, but if we truly stayed really present with them and what their experience actually is, it changes everything. We're never afraid of it ever again. Mentally, we know that they're in a better place in there, and they're um, they find they're finding that joy again, and they're happy, and and they don't want us to grieve. And they are still around us. Their energy is around us. Their love is around us. Yeah, it's just hard when we miss that physical part of it and we get so attached to the physical it's just hard to disengage a little bit from that yeah yeah it can be so um so basically the it's the communication is what's so important before and after to reconnect once they do go to the other side then i guess it's it's all about calming down and being able to receive and have that conversation again. Yes, you nailed it. That's it. You communicate with them before. You can communicate with them during the crossover. Mm. Communicate after. Their spirits do continue. I swear to you, they do. Uh, having experienced it more than buku time, <laughs> bazillions of times, um, they absolutely do. It's us that can get lost in the transition. You know, it's like we're the ones that can get stuck, not them. Not them. Oh, for sure. And we yeah. need to stop that little spinning wheel of guilt in our heads. Yeah. You know what? Image the wheel of guilt right now that's spinning. Can you image it? Uh-huh. You can Right? Yes. So do you want to stop it? You said you want to stop it? Yes. So reach out and stop it. Stopped. There you go. How's that feel? It feels good. Oh my yeah. gosh. That was that was too much energy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Holy cow, no wonder exactly. I'm exhausted and worn out. That thing used <laughs> out more energy than I realized. I know. I mean, feel what just happened. And it was noisy because it was doing that little tick, 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 tick. <laughs> right. Are we on Wheel of Fortune or what? I don't, was there a prize in there somewhere? I don't know. Um, oh. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, literally, I mean, it, you, you see things. So if you're imagining and can feel a wheel of guilt spinning, right, if you can see that elephant sitting on your chest, 
If you can see that pain rock, you know, or the cloak that you've, you're cowering behind, you know, afraid to peek out, any of those things. If you, can, um, if you have that in your imagination and it, that's how it feels, then work with it. So if you've got that wheel spinning, notice it. Just reach out and stop it. See what changes. There you go. Right? It, it, there's an elephant it was on your hurt my hand to stop it, but it didn't. It didn't affect my hand at all. No. 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 If you're afraid it's going to hurt your hand, get a tool. <laughs> go go find the plug and unplug it um, or whatever you want to do. You know, be creative with your imagination. It's really, really important because uh, this isn't just your imagination. These are clues to your subconscious, clues to your, sub, your psyche, clues to the energetic force within you and around you, the mind-body force, right? So nice. those are clues uh, that you're being given. Work with them. Embrace them. Play with them. See what changes. Because it will when you do it right. You mentioned about reincarnation. I know we don't have time to go in deeply into it, but uh, to be able to see the clues of uh, to know that th- that's your animal again and to go ahead and adopt them from a shelter. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I know they can. I know you. You know I shouldn't put a qualification on that because the animals can come into our lives any which way. I just am a proponent of uh, rescuing animals versus purchasing them. But yeah. that aside, um, any clues for knowing that that's our animal reincarnated? Uh, what I usually find is that when people find that animal. And you're right, they can come to us from anywhere and in any body, by the way. So Marco and Kashi Cat may not come back as Tonkinese kitty cats. Uh, they <laughs> right. can come back entirely different species. Um, so, you know, be open. And what normally happens is when we meet that person, when we're drawn to them, well, person. See, I think of them as people. I do, uh, too. Being, you know, not All my life, people. Yes. Yeah. So when you meet them, when you do your meet and greet, you will feel it. There'll be a part of you that knows. You may even find yourself calling them that name. That's a really wow, good clue. That would be. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's not a hundred percent connection. And you right. just feel so comfortable with that soul that that's the name that pops into your head. Yes, it, it's and it, it's it goes beyond the physical. So that's not 100% always the case because some people, you know, they always get a certain breed of dog, you know, and and they can kind of fall into the pattern that all their dogs are called Spot or Rover or whatever, right? Um, Right. But there's something a lot deeper. Oh, so much deeper. It's a soul-level connection. It's a recognition. Um, Beyond that, you'll often see them do similar things that the former animal did. So they'll have play the same game. Well, oh my God, a dog's purpose, right? The movie and the book, uh, Bruce Cameron, isn't that right? Bruce, I think it's Bruce. Um, anyway, um, it's the same thing, you know. That like they'll they'll come and they'll have a very uh, similar, if not the exact same game they used to play, and now this one's playing the same game, and it's a bit unusual, right? You can count on that one. If that's what's happening, then oh yeah, you nailed it. That's your that's your baby. Yeah, and I, I mean, I would be shocked if they came back in the same breed, but, you know, that's always possible, too. But, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Keep your mind open for anything. It could be it could be a bumblebee that visits you a lot, a butterfly. It could be a horse, and I don't 
you know, have a horse stable, but who knows? You just never know. Thank you, Val Hart. I cannot believe, but we're out of time. Val Hart, professional animal communicator, master healer, and grief expert, and wonderful person. So please. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, Oh, big hugs. Thanks, everybody, for loving animals and for caring and for feeling your love for them. Thank you. Tell us your special offer on. Oh, yeah, we do have a special offer. Right. Learn how to talk to animals.com. There's a wonderful free book there for you to get you started communicating called Hidden Secrets to Communicating with Pets. And beyond that, if you want to do more on coping with pet loss, I have a course on the topic. And if you will enter Mind Body Pause in the shopping cart, you'll get 50% off of it. And that will that's my thank you for loving animals and for listening to the show. Thank you so much. And, you know, it's interesting. I feel like a lot of animals are leaving the planet lately. I just see it so much more prevalently everywhere, how people are losing their pets. So, so many people going through this grief together. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me on Mind Body Paws, holistic living for you and your animals. I'm Charlie Kale. Check out my Reiki business, Energy Healing for People and Paws, for sessions in person or on Skype or over the phone for people or animals at charliekale.com, C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. And you can find all the past shows there as well as on the page at Empower Radio. Special thanks to Brent Carey, the CEO, and Remy Smith at the controls and at the studio in Detroit for all their love and their support. Take care and remember, no matter what's going on with your animals, don't beat yourself up thinking you could have done better because you're doing the best you can. They know it. They chose you anyway, and they love you for it. Mind Body Pause is a guilt-free, grief-free zone. See you next time. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Mediumship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.